welcome to the New Stories Podcast. In this episode, you'll hear from our head of school, Dr. Rodney Glasgow, through two recorded sessions. The first is his presentation at the All School Welcome on September 1, 2020, during the Virtual Orientation Day for Parents and Guardians. The second recording is an interview conducted by Brenda Crawley, head of Plymouth Meeting Friends School and former lower school head of Sandy Spring Friends. Good morning and welcome to the 2020-2021 school year. As you heard, it's going to be an unusual ride this year and lots of things packed in and lots of good and also some challenging ways. But if we know one place that can ride through the challenges, as Charlene said, where there's a will, there's a way. And as we say in Quaker speak, way opens. So we are absolutely ready for this year. You know, I believe the universe speaks to us in everyday moments. And if we pause to reflect, there are deep lessons in just everyday occurrences. And I thought about this morning in an everyday and yet not everyday occurrence that taught me something really important about this place. So the other day, probably about four days ago, I did my morning routine. I got up, I got in my car, I got here and I parked and then I went to grab my keys out of the car. Now we all know there are moments, there are days where you are searching all morning long for your keys and you're like, I know I put them right here. I know they were right here. And you say to yourself, there must be some reason why I'm delayed. Thank you universe for keeping me out of whatever trouble is delaying me today. But it's rare that you were in your car, you drove it, and then you couldn't find your keys inside the actual car. So I'm thinking, I know I couldn't have left the keys because the car wouldn't drive without the key. So I'm tearing the car up in the parking lot looking. Nina comes by and goes, do you need some help? I said, no, I just, my key is somewhere in the car. Now the key is not just the car key. It's the car key, the office keys, the house keys on a carabiner, on a Sandy Spring Friends lanyard, and the car has nothing but me and my backpack in it, I still can't find the keys. I decide frustratingly to come upstairs and I say to Marsha, it's already been a morning, Marsha. It's, <laughs> it's already been a morning. I can't find the keys. And Marsha, as sweet as she is, says, when you leave, I'll come down with you and I'll help you look for the keys. All right, end of the day, Marsha and I are going down. Marsha has crawled now almost under the car. She's convinced the keys have gotten stuck inside the tailpipe of the car. I'm up under the driver's seat, the passenger seat. Then Marsha lays flat in the back of the car with the flashlight from her cell phone to look under there. We do not see these keys. Meanwhile, my brother has come down to visit me. So I'm like, Marsha, let's see if the car starts without the key. And doesn't it start? no key in sight. So I drive home and I say to my brother, this is bizarre. Have you seen my keys? No, I haven't seen them, but let me help you look. So my brother goes through the routine and, and everybody who's helped me look has been the one to go underneath the car. So I first send him underneath the car to look for the keys while I'm in the looking and searching, we haven't seen the keys. Every day for four days, I looked for the keys. My brother looked for the keys. Marsha looked for the keys. There were no keys. I suddenly said yesterday morning, 
on my way out, I said to my brother, I think I'm going to have to take the car to the dealership. They may have to remove a seat. It must be really stuck up under there. I go out to my car. I open the passenger door to put my backpack in. And in plain sight, there are the keys. After four days of looking, I had to take a picture of it because it was so unbelievable to me. Those keys could not have been there that whole time. Three or four people looking for four days. How did those keys get there? It was something that I learned not to question. I just said, thank you, universe, for bringing me the keys. It's exactly how I felt when I found Sandy Spring Friends School. I reflected on it on the drive that day, now keys in hand around the corner to the school. And when I first got to Sandy Spring Friends School, I was looking for a place that was rooted in values of peace and joy and love, as you heard our students say, that was rooted in the exploration of deep, thoughtful questions and authentic relationships with students and teachers, as you heard Irene talk about. And I was seven minutes away this whole time. And when I finally got here, I thought, how could this have been here all along? At some point, you may have had that moment when you were looking for a school and you finally found this one and you thought, how could this have been sitting right here? How many times did I drive past it? How many times did I go by? How long have I been looking and this, this important key has been sitting right here. So this morning, I would love for us to reflect, and I'm going to share my screen, on just that question. This is called a poll everywhere. And so you'll see at the top, you can either go on your web browser and type in that website, or you can go to your cell phone and text to join us. And the question is, like my keys that were sitting in the car the whole time and looking and searching and searching and looking, and they were sitting right there, when you finally found this place for your family, what did you finally find sitting right here at Sandy Spring Friends School that was the key for your family? Once you text it to us, your answer will appear on the screen and we'll see sort of a running tally of what was your, this was here all along moment. If it's helpful that O at the end of my name is the letter O, so Rodney Glasgow, no W, and the number 360. And it'll take maybe a minute for it to load up. Mm, togetherness. Coming out of the Sandy Spring Friends meeting and finding the school that is connected to all that positive energy. Community, personal connection. Internal peace, that sense of I can exhale. I'm here now. It's been waiting for me. The spices. Simplicity, peace, integrity, community, equality, stewardship, that emotional safety and nurturing, art, being able to flourish in the art world, acceptance. As we look at these, 
look at how it's so much deeper and school is deep, but it's so much deeper than AP history or algebra two. It's the feeling you got when you thought this is a place I can send my kid and they'll be more than okay. They'll be better because of it. It's that feeling you got of if they're not gonna be with me, at least they're gonna be with them and they'll be better because of it. The playground, you have the joy, <laughs> the rock climbing wall, right? Those pieces of it. As we soak that in, I think belonging, which is one of my favorite words, you know, belonging will come up actually in just a minute. As we look at this, we want to think about in a year like this, in a year where we're so challenged, in a year where school feels so different, all of these things that you looked for, that you finally found sitting right here all along, are going to still be here. These are the things we know we can do even in the midst of a pandemic. I'll let us just see a few more. How many times community acceptance, joy, love, belonging, our Quaker values have come up in this? The people we met and the place we met them in. So this is who we are. And in some ways, it's an articulation of who we've always been sitting right here on Norwood Road since 1961. Founded in who we are and who we've always been, who are we striving to become? So certainly there are teachers as mentors, but even deeper than that, this is a place where there are students and teachers leading and learning together. There's no way that you could hear Irene this morning and not affirm that not only is she a student, but she is an exceptional teacher on this campus. Your child too. I asked the freshmen yesterday in their welcome, what did you come here to learn? And more importantly, what did you come here to teach? A dynamic, rigorous curriculum centered on real-world questions, and this year will give us no shortage of important, pithy questions to wrestle with together about the world around us, how we better understand it, and more importantly, how we heal it. We know that questions are the foundation of Quaker values and Quaker practice, that deep inquiry, those important, pithy questions that sometimes you let just sit there and rest and settle. Some of them you don't answer, you simply ponder. Experiential education as Dewey, John Dewey, the great legend, the father of experiential education envisioned it. Relevant, applicable, aspirational, and aimed at the promotion of humanity. When we think about experiential education, sometimes we think about outdoor education or we think about experience out in the field but this kind of experiential education especially as we'll live it this year is more about life experience how can what i have experienced in my space teach you something about what you're experiencing in your space and how can i show you something you haven't experienced and in that teach you something you would not have known had we not bumped into each other and then what do we do with that for the greater good of humanity?
And finally, a place that creates belonging. And you saw it up on the wall. Some of y'all came here and you found it here. That was the key you were looking for all along that was sitting right here, is that sense of belonging. I say belonging is different than feeling welcome. When you feel welcome, do you feel like you could come in and you'll be okay and you could to a degree make yourself at home, but when you belong, you already are at home. You know where the milk is kept in the refrigerator. You know where your favorite slippers are when it's time to lay down. You know you might have a key, even if it isn't your own home. This is a place that creates belonging. When you talk to our students about what they love about this campus, it's most everything, but they also have a spot that is like their spot. And it's different for each group of kids where they like to go and they feel this is my place. When you hear them talk about their school, when you hear them raising concerns or praising things that they love, they praise it with a sense of belonging. This is their place. And at the same time, we acknowledge that for some of our students from non-traditional backgrounds, getting to that feeling of belonging is a heavier lift. And we're going to lift that with them too. We will be a leader in diversity, equity, and inclusion. We already have everything baked into the sauce to be that. We will be a place that just as you felt, everyone will feel, I finally found the keys. And at the end, although we know your experience never ends, you become alums or alum families and we keep you very close, lifelong. We're in this, lifelong. You will experience, as well as your student will experience, transformation. I've had the pleasure this summer of bumping into and talking to alums about any number of things, some of them quite ordinary, but because I'm getting to know them, I always start with, what did Sandy Spring Friends do for you? And to a person, there's a pause, there's a deep quiet, and for several of them, there are tears about what this school did for them. And the constant refrain is, I wouldn't be who I am now if it wasn't for that place. And I may not have known it when I was there. It may have taken me a while to see and discern it, but the person I came there as is not the person I left as. You will feel that too. And so in this important year, a year like no other, we wanna ask you, how will you be different because you've been with us? How will you be better because you've been with us? And I personally want to thank you in a year in which safety, love, joy, community are at the center of what we're all looking for, that you chose us as the place where you knew you could find it virtually, in real time, and in strong presence right here at Sandy Spring Friends School. So blessed and honored to be here with you. And I will say, one of the things about belonging is that if you need something in a place where you belong, you know that if you ask for it, you will receive it. And so this year, if there's something you need, I implore you to ask for it, knowing quite genuinely that we're gonna do our very best to deliver.
In this second recording, you'll hear an interview conducted by Brenda Crawley. The interview was conducted earlier this summer prior to Rodney's first official day as the new head of school. Hi, Rodney. I am delighted to welcome you to the Sandy Spring Friends School family. Um, welcome home to Sandy Spring, and I'm sure the whole community is honored to have you as their next head of school. So I have a few questions for you. <laughs> All right. What attracted you to Sandy Spring? Um, you know, so what is it about the school that just spoke to you? Mm. You know, I've visited the school over the years when, they, when you were there. And every time I got a chance to be there, I always felt at home. And so there's something about the place that always felt familiar to me. And that's a place you'd want to be at. When I looked past that initial feeling of just comfort for myself, I, I started watching the way people move about the campus. And everybody felt at home, right? There's an ownership of the campus and of the experience that really showed through. And as I'm getting to know the students and the faculty and administration more and more, I'm just seeing confirmation of that all over the place. So I went to a, a senior a Zoom meeting and they were talking about, you know, what they love about their school. And the theme was clear. And I remember one senior saying it so clearly, this school transforms me. I am not the person I was when I came here and thank goodness for that. Another mm -hmm. person said, you brought me out of the shell and the you being the school, mm -hmm. right? And, and then there were the tears of, I'm gonna miss this place. This was my place. They talked about their favorite spots on campus, right? In a way of like, you have your favorite window seat at home. And so there is something about Sandy Spring Friends that is an incredible school and that is more than a school. Excellent, excellent. So, um, you know, these are, oof, these are trying times right now. <laughs> Hashtag coronavirus, right? You know, we're in this global pandemic. Every city is dealing with some mm -hmm. kind of unrest, um, racial unrest, cultural unrest, um, and, and civil unrest, mm. right? And so, you know, there are, because of that, so many unknowns out there for those of us in schools. Um, and you're coming into your first headship during these, welcome to the club, during these turbulent <laughs> and uncertain times, right? right. So um, what are you holding on to? Like, what do you know for sure? So, yeah. you know, you're, there are pieces that you will know and pieces right. that you won't know for sure. Right. But then because of what's happening all around us, through us, right. in us, in our communities, what do you know and, and what are your hopes for SSFS? Mm. Such an important question at this time and, and certainly like the times, it changes day by day. But what I will say that I know for sure, and I love the language of that, it's giving me Oprah, right? <laughs> so. You know, what I know for sure is that Sandy Spring Friends is always going to be Sandy Spring Friends. And who the school has been since its founding in 1961 is a school that's rooted in Quaker values. And those values speak to the spices, right? Simplicity, peace, integrity, 
community equality and stewardship and those elements of life and learning and living are so important and if the world had practiced more of those i don't think we'd even be in the space that we're in okay so one thing we're going to do for sure is be who we've always been and we've always been a school that is outspoken we've always been a school that's been value-led we've always been a school that's been about the humanity and that of the light in each and every person and if you can be that then you can cut through some of the tension that's happening in spaces where you can't be that. I match that with me being who I've always been. And I've always been an advocate for social justice. I've always been someone who believes in the power of the authentic self. I've always been a steward for change in the most positive ways. And I've always believed in the power of education to transform lives and societies. And so when we marry those two, what we know for sure is (laughs) we are going to be a leading voice in helping our young people to sort out what's happening and what their role is in the change that we need to see. So that leads me to, you know, to a place where it's true you you are now entering a community where you can do you, right? You know, and Mm -hmm. um, one of the messages that I found um, important to say over and over again to the students was, you know, who you bring to Sandy Spring is exactly who we want, right? Mm. We want you to do you, be your authentic self. Mm. So that said, you know, the, and this is a time when um, some can do their authentic self and mm. others can't go there because it's just simply not seen they're not seen they're not valued they're not heard their Mm -hmm. voices which in a quaker school we teach the kids lift up your voice you have a voice it it will be respected and valued even if you offer dissent and disagreement and conflict lift up your voice in a respectful manner and it will be heard well Mm -hmm. now all bets are off (laughs) right you know for for people of color, for children of color. So, you know, you, you took me there. I want to know, you know, like in your mind, how are we, how are we still continuing as school leaders? How are you as the leader of the Sandy Spring Friends School community thinking about lifting up those voices that are now, you know, fearful um, and facing, you know, what I faced as a young child and those before me faced and those before them faced. What do you see about that? Uh, You know, we could talk about that for a few minutes. (laughs) Again, in alignment with that Quaker piece of, you know, being your authentic self and holding fast to those testimonies, those spices. Right. You know, I think it's, it's unique for me in being the first black and first out gay head of Sandy Spring Friends School. And so one of the best ways that I can make sure that our young people who are typically marginalized feel empowered is by leading through my own empowerment, right? My visibility as their head of school, my confidence as their head of school, my authenticity as their head of school could be a mirror to them that if he could be that and lead us, I could certainly be that and lead too. And so I think we go on that as one of the foundations. 
And the other thing is making sure that everywhere they go, they see themselves reflected, that when they're sitting in the classroom, there's a piece of them that is reflected in the curriculum. When they're on the sports teams, there's a piece of teamwork that is about leading from who you are and, and who you are as a teammate is also not divorced from who you are as a member of society, right? And so that everything that we message goes back to the authenticity of who you are is valued, but also there's a piece of it where you don't want authenticity to meet complacency mm. because there is a wonderful element to being who you are, but I always tell people, and that's why we go into education, but you can't stay there. <laughs> this is who you are now, but growth would dictate you need to be someone different, enhanced, and better, right, mm -hmm. in the next moment. And so not only who you are, but who are you becoming? And I think that's the language that for those folks who get comfortable in who they are, and that's a shut off from other people being able to be who they are, I would say to those folks, where's your growth? Where's your stretch, right? And in and, and that way, that's where schools do their very best work, is stretching mind, body, and spirit. That's that notion of continuing revelation, right? Like you, right. you think you know. <laughs> you think you know, or you thought you knew. Right. Again. Right. Again, right? Um, I mean, I think that that is, is so important. It's so important to get, to not get locked in and to, um, especially with, with our youth, um, to not make your mind up about right. who you are now, right? Um, to just kind of keep that, that growth mindset going, not only in terms of your mm -hmm. academic learning, but your personal learning, your social learning, your emotional learning. Right. So that is that is fantastic. And you so, brought up this word revelation, and it's making me think revelation is not the same as knowledge, right? No. Revelation is almost like a motivation to know more. It's a spark of like, oh, that's what that is. And now because mm -hmm. of that, what more did I miss? What more mm -hmm. do I need to mm -hmm. see? That's why that continual revelation is so important. Mm -hmm. Kind of a turning point, right? Again, yep. like I came in <laughs> and I, with intention. With right. intention, and maybe good intention, but I had no idea I was going to end up, you know, that I was going to shift. Right. That's amazing. So, you know, having been head of lower school at Sandy Spring, I, I need to know about your upcoming full immersion with the students mm -hmm. from the youngest ones to the oldest ones. Tell me a little <laughs> bit about your hopes and dreams with getting in the mix with them. Right. You know? Because, you know, headship is one of those jobs where, you know, we could see you on a Monday morning and like see you on Friday evening, <laughs> get in a car. Um, it, it is consuming. And so, you right. know, I encourage you to find your joy in the messiness of the interactions on the playground or in the bistro or wherever you right. get to be when you get to be back on campus. But tell me a little bit about what you're hoping for. Well, I intentionally chose a K-12, and there was no doubt that that is where I belong because I love the range of child development from the preschoolers all the way up. And so um, there's something exciting about watching that kind of growth. And for those students who are there, right, we're the only school that they will know before they head off to college. They've been with us from preschool all the way through. I mean, there's a magic there. 
Mm. But there's also a magic in those kids, and you hear it in the seniors, from those who came as little littles to those who came in the ninth or 10th. They still feel a resonance with the place. Mm. And I, I don't think you go into education, well, I guess you could. I wouldn't go into education without a strong desire to be in deep community with young people, to live with them, to learn from them, to observe and be an integral part of their growth. And I don't think you can do that in your office or on the road you need to be in. And so every school I've worked at, I've been a senior administrator who teaches, um, and sometimes formally or informally, but there's no doubt you're gonna see me in the classroom. There's no doubt you're gonna see me sitting on the floor with the lower schoolers in the share circle. There's no doubt you're gonna see me out there with the middle schoolers trying to figure out what's happening in the science experiment. And you're gonna see me getting philosophical with the high schoolers because that's why I'm drawn to education is I never ever stopped being a student. And so, um, you know, as I've moved up in administrative places, I've also learned the best thing you can do as an administrator is to know the beat of the day to day, because how else can you make the most informed decision for any school about any matter if yes. you don't know what the pulse of the place is, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'll be doing my pulse checks <laughs> and I'm a walker, so I'll be out walking and just checking in. I dare say the PK3 will be checking your pulse. <laughs> so I do want to ask you, um, you have been in full body immersion in your DEI work. Mm. And like since we met back in the day, right? So yep. um, I have to ask about your vision around that with Sandy Spring. Mm. Um, because it is, um, it is a journey for every Quaker school. Right. Um, and I am in the Philadelphia area surrounded by Quaker schools. And we're all having the conversation of pushing this work um, mm -hmm. now more than ever, of course. Right. But just in general, pushing this work beyond the boundaries of Quakerism and this notion that equality exists for all mm, mm. so um i'm curious to know if you've started envisioning how you want to push the boundary <laughs> you know there's no doubt sandy swing principal could be a leader in the dei work for our independent schools across the nation for our quicker schools across the nation it has everything that it needs to to be a leading voice in that way and that would certainly be my vision and goal right is to always take the good things we're doing and amplify them so that they multiply what i will say about sandy spring friends that makes me so confident in our ability to do that is you know i this is the first quaker school i've worked at full time but i've hung around the quaker hoods for a while and i would say that you know it's, it's easy to rest on the Quaker principles and the mm. founding principles, right? And, and mm. the, the Quaker basis of the mission and philosophy of the school. But all that stuff was, was established. And then you've got to watch schools where, but how do the people live it? How do they speak it? How do they embody it? And in so many schools, there's a disconnect between we're founded on these principles that we can rattle off and espouse, but oh, when we jump to action, there's a misalignment. I will say that the, the Quaker principles of Sandy Spring Friends Schools lives in the people that's there. I hear it in the way they speak. I hear it in the actions they take. I hear it in their discernment of decisions 
right? And, and you see it organically. And so in every meeting I've been in, as we're doing this transition, there's been some element of diversity, equity, and inclusion that has been raised, but it has not been raised by me. And it's been pushed, but it's not been me pushing, right? Mm -hmm. This school is led by an incredible team of people who organically get it. And because of that, we're not just relying on our Quaker principles, relying on our modern sensibilities of what it means to be a part of the American education system like today. Mm -hmm. and, and when you match those two up, it's going to be really powerful. And, and we've seen schools, Brenda, you know, we've been around the block together for a while. So we've seen schools where you're taking the right action, but the intention is not quite mm -hmm. matched up. Or you got the intention, but the action always seems mm -hmm. all flat. Mm -hmm. But when intention and action are aligned, that's the most powerful way forward. And I, I'm mm -hmm. seeing, previous to my leadership, intention and action being aligned at Sandy Springs Friends School. And it is my intention to only have our actions from here forward continue to be that. That's excellent. You know, because I, I, I think uh, Sandy Springs began to put down what I've always called that Quaker umbrella. Like you're under that safety uh, of those testimonies. Mm -hmm. All that umbrella you know and and the community has moved past why do we have to do this we're a quaker school community so the umbrella has come down and gone into the little carrier mm -hmm. you know and you you can let the reality of what's happening okay let right. that storm come <laughs> and, and and then and then dive into the work and that's fantastic mm. well um, Ronnie, I am delighted that you are joining the group of Fred School Heads. And I know that you and I are going to have many a conversation, and I can't wait to come back and visit you at Sandy Spring Friends School and see how you hook that office up, but <laughs> mostly to, to walk the campus with you. I'm, I'm so proud of you. It kind of chokes me up a little bit. I'm just so <laughs> proud of you and happy for you and happy for the Sandy Spring Friends School community that you will be its next leader. Well, no, no one more happy than I, and I look forward to that walk. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Take care. Thank you. You too. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the New Stories Podcast. 